You're listening to SAS Nordic, the sassiest podcast in the Nordics. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Thomas. And we are experienced SaaS professionals that are curious about how other successful SaaS companies go to market, scale, build winning teams and great products. Join us on our journey as we speak to Nordic SaaS leaders trying to get hold of their secret sauce. And today's guest is Daniel Eisenberg at Deal. A lot of people from day one can seem overqualified, but they'll be, they will grow into the role. Not the role will grow into them very, very fast. All right, we are back with the SAS Nordic podcast, and we have just had a big event, SASIS 2022. You might have heard about it, but if you don't know what it is, it's the largest B2B SAS event here in the Nordics. Uh, we gathered almost a thousand people during two full days. Uh, we were 66 speakers. We had side events like uh, paddle tournament, poke tournament. We had a lot of fun. And uh, well, Danny, what was your impressions from, from this conference? Well, wow, there's so, so many impressions. I think, first of all, I'm overwhelmed and I want to say I'm grateful for all the love that we've received already before the event as we were planning it and so on, coming up to the event. But then what we've seen after the event and the praise for, for the event itself and all the speakers and sessions and networking and what people got out of it, that to me has been a personal highlight really really like meant a lot to us to to see that and i think you know generally speaking when i look at the event we're so happy how it all panned out what makes me particularly excited is to hear all these people that had a fantastic opportunity to network to meet with each other whether it's a new customer or partners or mentors and so on that was really amazing to see and that's really what it was all about so yeah so so many good impressions and i'm sure thomas you have many more so what, what's your take here well you know we have worked with this community for around one and a half years and uh, we've had you know hundreds and hundreds of digital meetings and now you meet everyone and and it's it's almost like you you know people and you can just start connecting and i think that's so great and and as you said so many opportunities to network both uh, i mean in the exhibition on the side events at the dance floor and also we had more than 600 one-to-one meetings booked as well so i I think that's great Uh, another highlight is definitely i think besides all good content we we must point out the stand-up comedy show by tom boston at sales loft it it was hilarious it was amazing so uh, more power to you tom and if you're listening to this you know thank thank for for joining us and the alternative would have been me which is not a good alternative so yeah thank you for that um and I, i think speaking speaking about the content as well so We've made it available for people to to consume and access that after the fact now as well, right, Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. So if you attended the event, uh, you should have got an email with a personal code that unlocks all the videos, the 43 videos from the event. And uh, if you couldn't attend, there is an option for you also to access the videos. So you can purchase a bundle with all the videos and there are also some videos that are available for free. Tom Boston's stand-up comedy is one of them. So how do you do this? Well, you head over to our new streaming service, SAS Nordic TV. SAS Nordic TV, love it, love it. And that's that's what's been keeping us busy the last the last week here. But speaking about keeping busy, it's, it's back to reality now and we're in podcast mode again and we have a fantastic episode ahead of us here. We have, so let's talk to the fastest growing company in the world. 
Today, we are very happy to have Daniel Eisenberg, the head of expansion, Northern and Central Europe at Deal. So welcome to SAS Nordic, Daniel. Thank you very much. I, I almost want to say welcome back. We, we just recently had you at stage on SAS 2022. That was amazing to hear about your growth journey. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was an amazing crowd. Uh, awesome. I, ha I had a lot of fun in Malmo. Uh, looking forward to coming back. Yeah, and I know that there were many people that uh, appreciated your talk, and, uh, and today we have the opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into uh, your journey at Deal and so on. But before we go on, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Daniel, uh, born and raised in Sweden, um, father of three, and also head of expansion for Deals in Northern and Central Eastern Europe. Um, uh, and well, that's kind of me. I've been in the IT industry for about 25 years and recently pivoted into the more of scale-up startup HR fintech industry, uh, which is, it's, it's been a very nice move. And then why is it interesting for you to, to sort of be, be active within the SaaS Nordic community? Well, I think this is where it happens. I think this is the, the, the trends are started in, in, in the startup and, and SaaS communities. Like, I think if, if you look at it, it's not Stripe that looks at American Express for you know, what they should do. It's, it's American Express that looks at Stripe on what they should do, right? So I think that's shift in economy where the big boys uh, are looking to the cool startups and scale-ups and, and SaaS companies uh, to to pivot and, and re reshape their traditional businesses. So this is where it's happening. And, and now you're with Deal. For the ones that don't know Deal, like tell us briefly, like what is Deal all about? So Deal uh, was founded uh, three years ago by Alex and Sho, uh, and they met at MIT, and they had an idea to kind of build a solution to enable companies to better hire and pay people remote. Uh, the big trend that people are looking to to find talent anywhere in the world, either because of globalization or talent shortage. So they met at uh, MIT, had a project with Y Combinator and launched Deal. Um, and that's where the journey started. And that's about three years ago. And who is your ideal customer? Well, I think the, the ideal customers are fast growing companies uh, that are looking for great talent. Uh, that want to go global uh, or that's going to bring talent globally to help them with their shortages that they have uh, locally. And they don't have the time, energy, money or resources to, to build or to, to start their own uh, legal entities. And they're wise enough to understand that uh, running fast is a competitive advantage in, in most markets. But why is this a new thing now? I mean, people must have employed people all over the world before. So why is this a new thing? Well, the, the, the world is much more global now than it used to be, uh, number one. Uh, and there is a lot to, as much as you could have gone global over the years and you could have set up entities, it's actually been a, an, an issue for many companies. And a lot of companies haven't, haven't gone global because it's been too much of a hassle. Uh, or they've gone global, but a very incompliant way. Uh, and compliance is obviously very important these days, uh, maybe more now than before. Uh, but I think the, the short answer is we're in a much more global world. And the fact that COVID forced us to work from home or for, to, to work outside of the office for two years proved the 
hypothesis that we can be efficient even if we don't go into the office. So it's it's kind of exploded for various factors. Right. Cool. So you did share with us some numbers already on stage, but we wanted to like, you know, uh, dig a little bit deeper here. So if you take us through the deal numbers, like how big is your ARR? How fast are you actually growing number of customers and markets? Take us through that. So in 2020, we, which was our first year where we sold anything, we had an ARR of $4 million, uh, leaving at closing the, closing the year. Last year, we closed our books at $57 million ARR, which was 1,300% growth. Wow. Um, we, also grew, we also grew that year from four, 40 to 550 people. Uh, we did set up a, a goal for 2022 to reach $201 million ARR. Uh, but we're kind of off the charts there. Uh, uh, we actually hit $100 million ARR in our first quarter. So in March of this year, we hit 100 ARR. Uh, as a company, we are growing at a rate of about 20 to 25% organically month over month. Uh, the Nordic region is growing faster than that. Uh, this is an amazing market with a lot of cool companies that need our services. Right. Um, I joined in October uh, of last year, so I'm, I've been here for six months. We were about uh, 300 people at the time, and we're getting close to 1,000 now uh, in six months. So it's um, it's a massive growth. Uh, we have people in about 60 countries. We don't have we do have on, on paper a headquarter in, in the U.S., but if you wanted to visit our headquarter, we'd, we'd say let's see where we can meet in a WeWork. We we don't have a, a headquarter to ho- host people, so. Our workforce is distributed in over 60 countries. I like that. You, you drink your own champagne. We drink our own champagne. We, we are 100% remote, and which also helps me uh, when I recruit because I, I'm not restricted to a certain geography. I'm, I'm, I'm restricted to competences and time zones. Right. Uh, so so it, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, growing fast. Uh, uh, we've also had an opportunity to raise a lot of money. Um, so we've raised over $600 million, uh, originally from Y Combinator, but also Andreessen, Spark and Coat has given us money. So there's some pretty strong investors in our back. I think it's, it's a fascinating story and you're being almost like uh, typically Swedish modest here. So like we've read some reports that this is now officially the fastest journey from zero to $100 million in ARR ever. It's faster than Slack and all of these household names we know like that's it. Yeah, 20 months, that's a, that's a journey on its own. Uh, and the thing is, the speed isn't, it, it, it's, we still have the same speed, right? We, we talk about deal speed internally, and it really, it's not necessarily attributed to our, uh, to our uh, necessarily only our growth, but it's also how everything works internally. Everything is very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work fast, uh, but we also have really cool KPIs, like we have our MDR is 350, that's insane. That's insane. That that is just fantastic because it, we we we're spot on in in a, in a massive trend right now. So and we do it very well. Uh, and then our our growth we talked about, and and then we have uh, from an efficiency our CAC. I think we're at about twenty five cents per dollar. So it's 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 a very healthy business model as well. So was the idea to grow this fast from the beginning, or or was it just you know 
something that that happened and then you went with it or well I'm, i mean there are there are yeah. many urban legends on what was said and what what, what we want to do <laughs> and become uh, do tell do tell what was the story on the napkin like <laughs> we got and, uh, so but one of the ambitions is to build the largest company in the world and and, and to have one million employees and of course they will not be deal branded employees uh, that that would get a salary slip every month from deal like i do but it will be the people that we do um, uh, actually employ on the behalf of our, our clients. And uh, uh, at, at current rate, the one million, uh, with one million clients, we would have a $7 billion ARR without adding any services. So it's, uh, and I think we're in a, we just, we just start getting started. So it's a lot of fun. Wow. It's like, uh, I feel a little bit starstruck. It's, it's, it's really amazing that, that you guys are on this fantastic trajectory. And actually today we wanted to talk a little bit about how you, you, you make this actually happen in practice. And I know you have certain mantras internally that you live by. And we wanted to dig a little bit deeper into this. Like, you know, how do you actually function internally? Like, you know, to look a little bit behind the scenes here, how, how you are able to move this fast and this efficiently. I think that one of the mantras that our CEO is saying, it's okay to fail, but fail fast. Mm. So do try, uh, continue in the management handbook. I mentioned this at, at the conference. It, it's, it's actually said you won't get fired by doing, you'll get fired by not doing. Right. So we just need to make decisions. We need to hire people uh, that we trust, that we believe can get the job done. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to hire above the capacity that we need because we know the market is going to change and our requirements are going to change very fastly. So a lot of people from day one can seem overqualified, but they'll be, they will grow into the role. Not The role will grow into them very, very fast. Right. Uh, the fact that we went from 300 to 900 over the period I was here, you know, a lot of things are changing. Yeah. And then I think that Building out an ecosystem is is a big important thing for us to to treat all our our customers like investors. What does that actually mean? I think that was one thing that Thomas and I reacted to. Like you know, we we've dealt with investors. And yeah. uh, side note, I've loved all my investors. We've loved all the investors. But I had one mentor back in the days that always said, Daniel, you need to treat your investors like mushrooms. How does that? What does that mean? You keep them in the dark and feed them shit. <laughs> And I don't think that's what you want to do with your customers. No, no, no not at all. I mean, <laughs> we're in it together. So our customer success is our success, right? When they get successful, we get successful because that's why we have an NDR of 350 because w w when they grow, we can enable them to grow and, and take new markets or develop uh, better solutions because they can hire talent that they couldn't reach without us. Uh, then they thrive. So we have a couple of things. We have, let's say, we call it perks. It would be like a marketplace. So the uh, our customers that are uh, that we believe that we can help and that has something to add value to the rest of our of our community they they can uh, commercialize themselves in the deal platform uh, and right now with regards to customers i didn't mention that we have approximately 7000 business to business customers and we are at, we are onboarding between 700 and 1000 new customers b2b every month um, so we we really want them to, to be part of our ecosystem. Uh, we try to facilitate, uh, and we, we really try to be one ecosystem, make sure that all of them are brand ambassadors, that we are brand ambassadors, that the employees are brand ambassadors. Uh, our customers, I'm not gonna say all of them because there is never an all, but most of them are very, very happy with us. Uh, they may tried similar or other types of solutions or or have been on other growth journeys before, and all of a sudden they, fig they find someone that has a very automated solution that actually works. And it's, uh, 
I shouldn't say it's 100% hassle-free because that doesn't exist, but it, it's very, very smooth. Okay. So is it a lot self-service or, or is it an extensive onboarding uh, process? Or Super smooth. So if we, we, we help our customers. If they, find, if they have a talent in a country that they want to hire, essentially it takes them about, as long as they're in agreement with the customer, it will take them less than two minutes to, to hire that person. Uh, and the person, depending on country, could potentially be paid on payroll the next day. Uh, actually will be on payroll. Some countries it's restricted because there are, you know, there are regulations within the country. But if there are no regulations, the person will be on payroll the next day regardless of, of, of location. So I have one more question uh, for you regarding the street your customers like like investors. So like concretely, what does this mean, for example, for your sales folks? When you go and tell them like, hey, Josh, Steve, and so on, you got to treat your, your prospects, your customers like investors, how does that affect their world? I've had se several, we have had several customers actually that has invested in us, right? When we do rounds, mm. it's not, we don't treat them the same way we treat necessarily Spark, but, but uh, we are, I mean, the way we treat investors and we, uh, we don't treat, normally you don't treat your investors like mushrooms, right? You, you take care of them. <laughs> pretty important people to you, right? They're the holiest because they're, right. they're, they're your cash flow. And the same goes with, with, our, with our customers. They, 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 they are, are tapped to money. Uh, to, the reality is that without them and the, the investors, are, are, they're, they're second to, the, to our customers. Uh, so anything we can do to make them more successful, the same, same goes with the people that invest money with us. The more we can do to get them successful because it's it kind of like, it's, it's, again, it's an ecosystem. Everything goes around. Are you part of a distributed team? Do you struggle your day through scheduled video meetings and chats? Teamico makes virtual work spontaneous. Talk walkie-talkie style, co-work side-by-side side, with or without video, and bring those coffee chats back. Join our users across 117 countries for free today on teamico.com. That is T-E-E-M-Y-C-O. Teamico, your office online. Another thing that you mentioned was uh, that you should run your company like you're running out of time. So what does that mean? Yeah, we talk about deal speed. Uh, <clears throat> as I mentioned before, you know, the two things I mentioned earlier on is fail. It's okay to fail, but fail fast. And, uh, you know, don't, you won't get fired by doing, you get fired by not doing. We can't get stuck in, in thinking of things, right? Time is of an essence here. Uh, for instance, we have uh, a policy that short meetings we have 15 or 30 minute meetings okay uh, that's it is, is this for uh, for internal or external or both both uh i book i i i don't have a calendar uh, oh i have two calendars that are set up for meetings when someone's want to meet when i want to book a meeting with someone and i'm going to give them a calendar they can choose on a 15 or 30 minute meeting. i choose if i invite them for a 15 or 30 minute meeting okay uh do we have longer meetings than 30 minutes of course we do but as a principle, uh, they should be short and rather have several meetings because if you have one mean hour, I, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm, on, I'm convinced that you can accomplish as much in 30 minutes and, as in 60 yeah. because you go straight to the point and, and you continue. Do you expect people to be more prepared when it's a 15-minute meeting than it, if it's a 60-minute meeting? I, I think so. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very strict with when someone asks for a meeting. Uh, I'm very open to take meetings with a lot of people, but I always ask what is the agenda mm. uh, because sometimes it's something that could be resolved over email uh, and then we don't need to spend, we don't need to book 
a 30-minute calendar slot because that calendar slot could be used to something that potentially is more productive to the company and to myself. Right. So, but I, I, I didn't, I, I never had that policy before. And I have to say, I, I really like it. Uh, it makes me much more efficient. Um, and we do, we do, I would say 99.9% of all our mid- meetings are virtual like this. Yeah. Uh, we, we rarely meet in person. And of course, we have to meet in person every now and then, but it all depends. Yeah. So really efficient uh, meeting slots. Are, are there any other methods you have in place to maximize your time? So I imagine you guys are growing so fast, you're doing tons of projects. And like you said, you know, it's about doing and then failing fast. Is there a way and process established to like say what we should focus on and when we should let go of things and so on? So, so in the company, I mean, we're still a young company. So we are streamlining a lot of things. We have a couple of big projects, internal projects to... Uh, with regards to, uh, let's say, um, uh, revenue recognition, with regards to process of how things should work. We are a big user, we're an avid user of Slack. Uh, so anything we can do to uh, make Slack more efficient, uh, we do PTO in Slack. We do one-to-ones in Slack. And it's not just that we, uh, it's where we apply everything. We bought a company called Roots, uh, and Roots is an HR plugin. Uh, that really has six use cases that is amazingly, it, it's amazing. If I'm going to refer someone, I find a candidate, rather than logging into a system and putting a lot of information, it takes me 15 seconds to refer a candidate to a job. I do it via Slack, via a plugin, and it's done. So we really try to do as much as we can automated uh, and, and streamlines as much as possible. So there, there are a lot of efforts at, at corporate level to, to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I also one thing I wanted to ask you with your uh, distributed workforce, you know, like you have people all over the place, like uh, sometimes we've seen and heard that, you know, communication can be slower and so on because everybody is all over the place. How does this work with moving fast when everybody is all over the place? I think the key word is transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, our CEO is very, very transparent. We have all hands meetings. We talk about everything that's happening every Thursday. We have a 30-minute call with product management. It's in all hands. Everybody, what, what have we done since last week? Where are we going? So the, the fact that we are very communicative and, and have a lot of tools as well, because if you distribute it, you need to have the tools to be able to com- communicate and connect in a, in a, in a good way. And uh, we still have tools that potentially could make us even stronger. Um, we have a, a fairly young workforce, a very young workforce, and they're, they're very used in working with digital tools and communicating and having, a, like, I shouldn't say a separate life, but a big life in a digital world. Um, so I think to, the, the transparency uh, is, is important. We invite uh, uh, investors on our all hands, and they talk about their personal. We had Ben Horowitz, for instance, on a call. He talked about his personal journey and then also his view and his journey and, and Greeson's journey with, with Deal. Uh, and that, of course, is becomes very inspirational when you have the big guys coming in or big guys or girls. It, but when they talk about their journeys and, and what they think about deal, uh, it becomes uh, it becomes very interesting. Okay. What would you say about the culture at deal? So I think that although we are right now 900 people in the company, which by some metrics is a lot, but other metrics is very small, uh, we are a startup company in our mindset. Um, we have hyper growth. Everybody is very dedicated to the cause. It's a very non-political environment. Politics is not appreciated. 
uh, everything that is corporate uh, from a sense that we see traditional corporate big American companies that that's not part of our of our process or, or our cultures and to me I have a I mean to me to, to assemble an IKEA furniture is pretty complicated so to me it's ha haven we do have processes of course but we really try to make them as efficient as possible use technology to make it smooth so everything again uh, Slack, we drive a lot of things into Slack and that, that creates a certain type of culture. Mm. Um, I can say for myself and my team, every, every leader builds a different type of culture within the teams as well. I am very much into the people component of the team. So I look for, for characters that has like purpose, heart and desire. It's what I talk about, PhD. And, and I think that's kind of like the, the people that are attracted to deal, uh, I shouldn't say they are crazy because they're not, but they, they, they tend to be of a certain nature uh, and they want to be part of a journey and they want to be part of building a legacy mm. uh, and, you know, to really earn, learn and have fun. And I think that also all, all our employees get equity regardless of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is also part of building the we story because you feel an ownership. Even if I, if, even if it's minute to the, several billion dollars of, of valuation that deal has. Maybe I only have a fraction of this, but it relates to the to my seniority of what I'm performing as well. But at least I, if, if, if deals become successful, that is also a, a big thing for me as an employee. And we have that in, as, a, as, a comp as a company standard. But you must have faced challenges as well. So what has been hard in the growth journey? So I won't buy that that it's been easy, right? I mean, the, the, the beauty and, and, and the beast of growing so fast, it's amazing to grow that fast, but the brand recognition in the market, if we take away that we started to get a big brand recognition uh, within the space that we're doing, I think we have the biggest brand recognition right now, but when I'm going to hire people, most people, uh, B2B sales reps or other people that support that have never heard of deal because it's so young. And, and then you kind of like work, you have to tell the story, we're the fastest grow, and then there's still some skepticism. And then all of a sudden they start reading. And what happens a lot of times, some candidates that, that didn't want to pursue a discussion a couple of months ago are now reaching out and saying, well, by the way, you know what, can we have a conversation? So I think the brand awareness, uh, not within the space and the problems we're solving, but in the generic market, uh, is, is sometimes we, have, we, have, we, we start... Uh, to have to explain our, our existence. Who doesn't want to work for the fastest growing SaaS company ever? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I, I am hiring. We have openings. We have openings in, in, I have openings in my team. We have opening in the company. Again, we are a 100% remote company. So all the openings in, 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 the, in, in the systems are available to anyone with the competence. Yeah. So, which is cool. But, but you know, we, we talk to a lot of companies that are in sort of a hyper growth mode and and there there is a lot of challenges around that i mean internally and onboarding and everything and, and you are in sort of a an insane hyper grow mode so again what is the hard parts for you guys that, that you need to you know work hard on well i think that the the, the part that i saw with regards to onboarding etc we have a very very we have, we have an awesome onboarding process for three weeks. So everybody joins in. It's, it's immaculate. I've never seen anything like it. And I think that that's a core component to our ability to grow. Uh, and we work with Buddy System and we have uh, uh, onboarding managers, etc. But I think the challenge that I'm facing is focus because we can be so much to, to so many people. We can, the, the business opportunity, the market size is so big that it's easy that we just like 
run too fast and we lose the direction and the strategy. Now I'm talking more of a sales perspective. I think from a, from a company perspective, there are some pretty wise men and women at the top that has it all, well, has a lot figured out. Uh, and, and the future is super exciting. We're going to do some pretty cool things. You know, this year is going to, a couple of cool announcements going to happen. Uh, but I think focus is, is uh, when you grow that fast and there's so much opportunity, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. And you already touched upon it a little bit, but in your own words, what can we expect from Deal in the next 12 to 18 months here? So we're going to continue with our growth. Uh, in, the, in this region, we are currently growing about 30% month over month. Uh, we are about 25 people um, that's been, that either started or will start. Uh, I'm hoping to double that number in the Nordic region over the before within the next year or within within this year. Um, continue as a company, we're going to continue develop the best client and and uh, employee experience available in the market. Uh, we are in in the final discussion with some pretty cool companies around acquisitions. We've only done two acquisitions so far in this in, since the history started, and they haven't been very super big. The one I've talked about, Roots, is a really cool one that I think everybody, or not everybody, most people in this forum should take a look at because if you are a Slack user, it adds a lot of value for for very very little cost. Yeah, but you bought the company, right? Yeah, we bought the company. But we can still use it, or is it? It's not only yours now. No, 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 no. It's available. Roots.ai. Okay. Uh, anyone, anyone else listens to this and wants to find out more, just get catch, get me on LinkedIn, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll set up someone from the team. But it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's um, continue building uh, the the best uh, experience, the best product, and uh, yeah, conquering the world. Yeah. Humbly enough. But uh, what are you specifically looking for right now? Talent. We're looking for talent. Uh, you know, we're still building out the sales teams. I'm responsible primarily for the commercial teams, which is sales and support and marketing and channel and all of that. There are openings all over the place. If you get one person. If I get one person, I, I need a marketing manager so bad. Okay. Uh, so if anyone out there has a good marketing manager or is a great marketing manager, you need, need a new job, don't hesitate. Thomas, don't get any stupid ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's crazy fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. We, we get to hang out with Nordics and Sassiest. Yeah, awesome. No, uh, we always enjoy uh, talking to you and we, we enjoy our collaboration. And you've probably heard it from the other episodes. We always ask our guests, who do you want to see next on the show? Who should we have here? So if you can get, <clears throat> since I saw Ben Horowitz from, uh, from Andreessen, that would be a cool one. Uh, if he, he could participate we'll take it will, will you make it happen i can give my promise that i can try to make it happen yes there you go yeah so what would we talk to him about his journey i mean a60 az16 is one of the cooler vcs if you ask me there they have the opportunity to invest in some of the the real real rocket ships out there right so uh and i heard his journey and i thought that was a, a cool journey how it started and and you know what they're looking for and what they're evaluating so he will be a cool one all right, cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to see if we can get through to him then. So uh, that's great. But uh, again, Daniel, pleasure having you on the show. And we're going to follow your journey definitely moving forward. So uh, yeah, see you around. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Okay, Daniel, what is your takeaway from the episode? 
I think always speaking to Daniel Eisenberg and, and the team over there at the DL, it's impressive how fast they're growing. Um, it's more of a reflection this time, actually, because I felt that when he was talking about run your business like you're running out of time, that that resembled well with how we are running our operation. So it, it's still a small operation. <laughs> we're always out of time. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're uh, we're not always out of time, but but we move really quickly. And we have a philosophy here as well. Like, you know, if there's a good idea, good concept that we both believe in, yeah, we run with it. There is not much, you know, of a process of thinking about it. We run with it and then we'd rather launch it, you know, 80% finished than spending another three months fine-tuning it. We'll fine-tune it as we go live, so to say. So I think that uh, I, I could really relate to that and feel like, yep, that's one thing that we do here and one thing that we've done at our, our businesses that we've worked and represented for before. So uh, definitely one thing I take away from this. What about you, Thomas? So what I'm thinking about is, I mean, now where you can hire people basically anywhere, how this will change recruitment because uh, now you might focus on people nearby your office or in the country, but how will recruiters work when they are sourcing people all over the world? How will they find the right talent? I mean, with a solution like Deal, you can hire them, but you also need to find them. And, uh, and how do you make that work? So it's going to be really interesting to see how how companies adopt this way of working and, and how they can get these uh, these teams together. So that sounds like a challenge for somebody, Thomas. Did you just post a challenge like let's see who can who can come up with that solution to that finding talent globally piece? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be something that I think we're gonna come back to. Uh, on a regular basis and it's going to be interesting to hear the, um, the experiences uh, the, the companies in our SaaS community has around that. This was a great episode and there's a lot more coming for you guys in, in the next few weeks. So, so keep your eyes out open for much more news coming from the SaaS Nordic team. Absolutely. We're not going to vacation. There's going to be meetups. There are going to be new launches and uh, keep your eye out on the LinkedIn page because we're not done yet. <laughs>